You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 37 with Carrie Lee Dillard. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. So I'm so excited to have our guest today on the show, Carrie Lee. Carrie Lee is an energy and fitness coach from Singapore who's been coaching women around the world for the last nine years. She has a huge passion for helping women everywhere step into their full power and live out their purpose by teaching them how to manage their energy, health, and strength. So when I first heard the term energy coach, I didn't really know what that was. And after learning about Carrie's work and diving deep into the things that she teaches her clients, I see that it's just another piece of the pie that's just as important as moving, as your mindset, as what you eat, as your relationships. Managing my energy was not something that I had really thought of at all. Definitely not within the past, um, definitely not before the past, this past year. Um, I read The Powerful Engagement, which is a great book on this topic, but seeing Carrie present about this at a conference that we presented at together, Elevate 18 uh, in LA in April, I was just really blown away by how simple and actionable these concepts are and how necessary they are, especially for those of us that are like, go, go, go all the time. That we're always in action mode. For me, it, like I say in the episode, it's very hard for me to slow down. Carrie is an entrepreneur like I am. So like there's literally never a place that the work ends. So my mindset was just like, just keep going and never renew my energy, like really um, put having fun on the back burner. And that really isn't a fun way to live because you'll just end up burning out. And we both talk about how we went through adrenal fatigue and, um, I just really love her story. She's also an empath, somebody who's very highly sensitive. So like we really connect with each other, um, with that. She's just somebody who's so sweet and kind and really just open and honest and an open book. And I'm so happy that she came on the show to talk about this stuff. And lucky for us, she created a free download that goes along with the stuff that she talked about in the episode. It has a worksheet where you can um, kind of record your stuff that happens through the day. So be sure to download that. The link is in the show notes right now. Um, 
and it's all about energy management. We also talk a little bit about fitness and nutrition, but just like all episodes and really the guests that I have on all of them, um, it's really just do what works for you, figure out what works for you. But we do that by, by honoring ourselves, by knowing how we are, we can then implement that in a way through our energy, through the way we eat, through the way that we move, um, that really just works for us and really just makes us feel better. So figure out what works for you by being curious and then honor that throughout your life. And, you know, something that I did for a long time was compare myself to other people and take what they did as like the Bible. Um, and, it's no wonder that I ended up burning out. So just really try to do what works for you and get curious about this stuff. Everybody's so different. Um, but I know that if we have the courage to, you know, set boundaries and really, really, really do what works for us, life gets so much easier. So I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Be sure to follow Carrie on Instagram. She has amazing posts and reach out to her if you would like to work with her. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Carrie. Hey, I've missed you. I know. I've missed you too. And we just talked for 15 minutes before we got on the call talking about how... um, sad we were that we're not you know together anymore and we actually met because we are in uh jill coleman's mastermind together which i was so scared i say that like anytime i talk to any of the mastermind girls i'm like i was so scared (laughs) to join this group um but it's just been so incredible and amazing and um i got to meet you and so many other women and you really stood out to me because like we kind of talked about in mexico I just feel like we're kind of on the same level and we have a lot of the same similarities, like the fact that we're highly sensitive and we're empathic. Um, So I would love for you to start with your story and how that kind of got you to where you are today and what you help women with now. It's a big question. So take it wherever, wherever you want to go. Okay. Um, Yeah. And I'll even add in the empath stuff because we, we talk about that. Yes. (laughs) Um, so I was a personal trainer, uh, mostly in Singapore, but I, I did some training, uh, in a few other countries as well. And I've done that since like 21. So by the age, you know, I was super into that fitness life. Like I was doing like, uh, all the workouts every day, fast cardio. So like two to three hours a day working out, I might have like one off day a week meal prepping, like really restrictive dieting. Um, and then, you know, as a personal trainer, those are long work days. So like mm-hmm. you work before people go to work and, and you work after they get off work. So you're, you're starting at like really early ending pretty late. And, um, this is around 25. I got hit with, uh, my burnout pretty bad. Um, where I kind of just started realizing I lived in what I call zombie mode right now. And, um, you know, like my, I was always foggy. Like I could never wake up. Um, my hormones were just a mess. So like I had so much bloating going on. Like that was the first time I ever had a lower belly. I couldn't stop Mm. gaining weight, probably gained like about 30 pounds. Um, and like everyone in my industry was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, how can you be a trainer? Like look like this. So like a lot of identity issues as well. Oh my God, I can imagine. And you were doing like, you know, what people are told to do, like just, just, you know, exercise your face off, 
meal mm-hmm. prep and eat your restrictive meals. And, exactly. You know. Yeah. I was a gymnast. So like if a coach told me to do something, my coach is from China. Like you told me to do something, I'm going to do it. And so yep. I did that, you know, mm-hmm. um, I followed the instruction manual and, uh, you know, of course I, I did, I just basically did too much though, like between work and working out. So I overtrained, I under ate, I definitely wasn't sleeping and resting enough. Um, but just living that kind of like extreme life, you know, and it, it put me in a state where like I was losing my hair, like the, the list of symptoms is long. Like I was losing my hair. I gained all that weight. Um, I always felt like I was either having insomnia and then being unable to like wake up in the morning. So like never being able to fall asleep and then never being able to wake up. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah. You know what I I've mean? I've been there. It's, yeah. It sucks big time. And you just, everything feels empty around you and you're like living, but not living. Yep. Even mm-hmm. though you're doing a lot, you know, quote exactly. unquote, doing a lot. It's like, you're just so fried. So fried. And so finally it, it hit a point to where my body just quit on me. I, I couldn't even stand for more than 20 minutes. Like walking was hard. Like my legs felt super heavy. I wasn't recovering from any workouts anymore. Um, so my body just quit. And finally, oh, I, I was like having sinus infection after sinus infection, like constantly sick. And so finally I just stopped one day and like canceled all my appointments for the rest of the week, which, which is like tough as a PT because like that's money for you, right? Yep. If you're not working, so, you're not getting paid. Exactly. So like that was like scary for me to do, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm drowning. Something's got to change. And I literally took the rest of that time to just like sit and rest and kind of be by myself because like, I didn't know what was going on. Um, And that's when I, you know, decided like things have to change and I'm going to design my life how I need to, to really survive at least. And then later on thrive, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I took about six months. I stopped training at that point. I, I, I stopped training. I called all my clients. I said, Hey, I am now taking Sundays and Mondays off. And I'm also raising my rate because I can't keep doing it like this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was scary, but Thankfully, I have amazing people and they were like, anything you need, we're going to do. So it worked out great (laughs) for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really about being the example in that situation of like being the role model, you know? Totally. And, you know, it's also like being in your integrity too, because like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, even though that's like the popular message, the sexy message, like instant gratification, Mm -hmm. instant results, um, loosening up a little bit is not um as popular I guess you know what I mean if you tell people oh, yeah. that come to train and they say and you say like we're gonna go slow we're gonna start yeah. you're not gonna be extreme they're like what you know but yeah. that's something that I preach too, just like sustainability and I know that that's something that you talk about um as well I'm curious oh, if you like the way that you backed off was mm-hmm. it your intuition that told you to do that was it like did you have somebody helping you? How did you know to, to back off? Because you actually, like you talk about a lot now too, you Mm -hmm. got great like results too doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I pushed myself till my body quit. Like I, I couldn't even stand for 20 minutes. So like my neck, what would happen was like my whole neck and my tongue would just like cramp up and, and then I was having like horrible migraines every single day. So I, I wasn't, able to do anything. I was already in a state of paralysis because of like pain. Yeah. Uh, so it was, 
it was like even my willpower didn't matter right there and yeah. then because my body had quit. Um, so that's when I started the recovery period. And that's when I was like, I can't train anymore. Um, I started going for Cairo like four days a week. Um, I started getting like massages once a week. And that's actually how I found out about like being an empath and energy mm. work and all this stuff um, okay. was, was at a foot massage. I was talking like business with a friend of mine. We were planning a, a fitness event in Singapore. And the lady who's massaging my feet from China, she's like, I don't know what you do. She tells me in Chinese, she's like, I don't know what you do, but you need to stop touching people. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, I was like, what do, I, what do you mean I need to stop touching people? Like, that's the weirdest thing because I had no clue about this stuff. Right? So at that point, you didn't know. You weren't I had no aware. Idea. Okay, that's so awesome and interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then I go home and I Google. I'm like, my massage therapist told me to stop touching people. <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Like, what on earth could that possibly mean? Like, hoping for any answer. And, of course, stuff like about, like, chakras and auras and energy started popping up. But I had no idea. So um, I actually contacted a friend of mine, Sophie, who uh, works with, like, a kundalini yogi uh, teacher. And I was like, hey, like, this is your language. Help me out. And she referred me to us. Uh, the Reiki center in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I got on the phone with her, with the lady that works there. And, you know, she started explaining to me about how like taking on other people's energies and all that stuff and, and how it's been draining me. And, you know, what I started observing with like work is that I was so good at taking on people's pain, but I didn't know how to like release it from myself. Like instead of letting the pain and, and, and everything flow through me, I was taking it on myself yeah. to the point where a client would walk into the studio and I would physically feel whatever pain was in their body. Yeah. So that kind of freaked me out, not knowing like what was going on and then finding that out and like learning how to protect myself. Um, and, and that all worked into like my recovery period when I, when I was learning all this was when I was resting from like workouts. So that's where it fits in the story. But oh, that's, per that's a perfect thing to do, like as you're resting. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you did to like protect yourself? What are Because I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are sensitive and they feel that too. In, and I think it's something that happens in any environment. You're at a restaurant or oh, you're, you know, um, at a party or something. And you just like, sometimes you, somebody comes in, you're just like, nope, <laughs> cannot yeah. interact. And then someone else, you're like, wow, this feels loving and open. Um, so what are some ways that you would tell people to kind of like protect themselves and not let that energy flow in? Um, yeah, so the big, I learned mostly at first from Reiki. Um, and that's where they teach you how to like, you know, um, visualize a shell around you that's protecting you and uh, doesn't allow anything that you don't want to come in and anything you don't want to leave you, any energy you don't want to like leave you to go out as well. So just even the visualization and you don't have to really believe in like energy work or anything, but just that visualization alone brings awareness to who and what you're giving energy to. Um, and that awareness can then help you pick and choose a little better, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then also cutting cords. So cutting cords. So I love all this stuff because you really don't have to be into like Reiki and auras and, and all the like woo-woo stuff that me and you love. You yeah. know what I mean? And we've talked um, about this, the protection. We've talked about it, yeah. And 
like just seriously visualizing it can make such a difference. So like cutting cords for me was huge as well. So like that's basically like whatever interaction you have or relationship you have with someone, they have, there's a cord that basically reaches from them to you or you to them. And sometimes those cords are helpful and they serve us and we want to keep them. But a lot of times we have way too many cords connected to us. And so we actually need to cut that off um, so that the energy stops being drained, so that we stop um, like giving everything away of ourselves. Yeah, yes, you know? totally. And if you, even if you don't think of it in like the, the energy, like the aura and energy sense, like just knowing that you are giving energy to this person, that there is this emotional attachment or mental attachment of some sort and energy is leaving you that way and maybe even being wasted that way, mm. cutting that cord, like visualizing that tells you to stop it, you know? Yes. And yeah. then you get to keep that. You yeah. Get to keep that. And it's so <laughs> practical. That's such a practical, those two forms are like two really practical things because as we've said, you and I are really deep into this stuff, but this is something that you can just do um, no matter the level that you're at. If you literally just picture it in your brain, uh, I always go back to um, Caroline Mice, who wrote this book, Anatomy of the Spirit. Okay. It's an amazing book. And she says in the book, uh, something that reminded me as you were talking, is that we have 100 energetic dollars to spend per day. Mm, which is so good and reminded me as you were talking because like once that stuff is being drained like you're just wasting the energy if you're not cutting the cord absolutely it's it's a disruption in our flow and then like we always wonder why we can't get enough done why we're always so tired and it's like if we look at our whole flow of energy and and we can get into this more if you want to later but we look into our whole flow there's like so many disruptions everywhere. There's so much wasting everywhere. And there's probably some things that we need to set up within our flow of energy that we haven't got to because we're putting a block there or all this like disruption and waste of energy doesn't allow us to set it up. So like energy is huge to me because it's, (laughs) yes, I love it. It it sets the pace for everything that I do in life. Yeah. And not many people talk about it at all you know yeah. and and people aren't aware so I would love to just get into it um mm-hmm. get into it now and when I saw you I had read um the powerful engagement which mm-hmm. was a great book kind of introduced me to this stuff the presentation that you did at Elevate 18 absolutely which was amazing and yeah. you started off by talking about like different sources of energy that we have yep yeah So um, you want me to get into that? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we have um, the physical, we have the emotional, we have the mental, and then the spiritual. And um, we we did the pyramid at Elevate, didn't we? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys could just imagine like a pyramid, uh, physical would be the base. And then on top of that, we would do emotional, then mental, then spiritual at the top. And the thing about this is like these four energies, they always work together. Um, and sometimes we haven't set up a whole flow. So it goes from the bottom up. So physical all the way up to spiritual, and it also needs to come back down. And I think that's actually a part of the flow that a lot of people are missing. And usually when you hear people say like, oh, I don't have motivation, I can't focus at work. That's because the bottom half might be built up, but then the flow from spiritual down to physical, 
um, mm. is not built. And that has to do with like purpose and meaning and, you know, and what you're doing and stuff like that. So I think it's extremely important. A lot of people, some people don't like the spiritual part, but I think your listeners are really into spirituality as well. Yes. So, so I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically physical energy is stuff like, you know, your sleep, your nutrition, your, your workouts that, that help your physical body stay strong. And, um, then your emotional is like how, your emotional endurance, like how, uh, stable are you emotionally? Uh, your mental would be things like your focus, um, and it's mostly focus, I would say. Spirituality is, of course, like your purpose, like why you're here, something usually bigger than yourself. And so the story I like to use that I've seen a lot, um, just to explain these clearer, is like when a woman gets started in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. So with so many clients, this is what I've seen. Uh, a woman gets started in the gym, and let's say she's in a relationship that is maybe not so positive. Um, so she gets started in the gym because she, she doesn't feel like she looks good enough. And then she starts lifting and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually stronger than I realized. Right. And she starts gaining confidence about herself that builds her emotional energy. Right. So she's Mm -hmm. getting stronger physically. Then she's getting stronger emotionally because of her confidence. And then she's like, okay, if I can handle that, if I'm stronger in the gym than I ever thought I was, maybe I'm stronger in other areas of my life as well. And I, Honestly, I've seen a lot of women here leave physically abusive relationships or any sort of abusive relationship. Mm, Amazing. You know, and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Um, And then because that confidence comes and they start picking up more projects, more things to tackle, like that mental energy gets strengthened as well. Like they're super focused. They're excited about things. But then so usually that's when like uh, promotions come into play at work. Mm. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then what happens after that, after a while, they've kind of got it all together, but it's like, but why am I doing this, right? They start asking themselves, like, is this all there is? You know, like, I look good. I guess I kind of feel good. I'm successful at what I do, but there has to be more, right? Yes. And I'm turning 30 this year, and a lot of my friends are actually in this phase right now where they're like, there has to be more, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. And they're all, like, talking to me about it, and I love it, too. Uh, So that's when they start looking for purpose and, and meaning. And, and it doesn't mean you have to like leave a corporate job to go like do charity work somewhere, you know? It's yeah. It doesn't like, have to be drastic. It doesn't have to be drastic. And I think that's a misconception a lot of people have, but just something that, that fills you and, and that can be so many different things. So we won't get into that, but, um, but it is important to try and figure out what that is, what drives you spiritually because then when you have that purpose, when you have that, that why, then everything you do that you have to mentally focus on becomes so much easier and so much clearer, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much more clarity in your life. Then any emotional issues that you need to work on, you have so much more endurance because it's a meaning that's larger than you. And then that physical strength is so important because you know without that foundation, you can't live out that purpose. Exactly. And that's how they all flow and rely on each other. <laughs> I, I am eating this up and I love it. And it's like, I think that if you are, uh, I went through that, like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, probably like six years ago. And it really was in, um, you know, my own searching for like my meaning and my spirituality that I like completely changed my life. Um mm-hmm. But it's funny, not funny, but it's fitting that you say that, you know, 
they all have to do with each other because I feel that in my body. Um, and I think people do too. Like I say all the time that like I eat well and I really don't drink anymore just because if I do that, my physical just like won't work. Right. And then I can't do the emotional, like everything just gets jumbled, you know? So, and I think too, people, uh, perhaps get, um, used to a certain way of feeling and they're like, well, this is the best I could feel. And they don't know that actually maybe feeling better in their body can open up those other portals too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And those are like the blocks that I'm talking about that we, we put for ourselves. Those are the the parts of the flow that we don't build because it's like maybe we're afraid. A lot of times it's fear. It's like, well, I'm scared to tackle this internal issue that I have with myself. So I'm going to stay right here and not be better. Yes. Um, and then it's like they know that's there and that's where they need to go. But they're always like, resisting 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 and um then you're stuck and then that's why you're tired and in physical pain and and all these things exactly because going Mm -hmm. there hurts Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's not comfortable to perhaps go into like maybe a trauma or uh Mm -hmm. you know something else that is like literally stuck in your body um oh yeah it's not comfortable to to do that it's like much more comfortable to just like ignore it and not pay attention to it until it like manifests into something else Right. And so then it's like, and, and that's, I believe like, that's how we end up with like, uh, disease and, and, and like cancers and stuff like that. I think, um, not always, but like, I think a lot of times we manifest that ourselves, um, just living the types of lives we live. And, um, I, I know I'm, t- I'm saying a lot with that statement, but, but it's like, true. I believe in that too, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, whether you want to do the work now that hurts, um, for this short amount of time, what, even if it's like a year or two of like so much pain and working out these issues, then that's pain that you're releasing from your body for the rest of your life though, you know? Yeah. And that's so worth it to me. It's so, so worth, worth it. it. <laughs> even if it, you know, people come to me and I'm sure they come to you too. Like, oh, I just want to see, I love how I said like, you know, the conversation is just <laughs> going to go everywhere because there's so many <laughs> things we could talk about with this, but so many. this is like what exactly what you know women come to me and they're like I just want to lose 20 pounds Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay you know and I believe too and I'm I think we've talked about this as well that like I'm a believer that like if you want to lose weight that's okay I'm Mm -hmm. not the one that says like you know um you know I believe in the body positive movement but at the same time I'm like you know I feel like a lot of people get shamed for wanting to do that so I'm like believe in body autonomy you can do whatever you want with your body. And, um, I just think that when they come to me and they say that, and then they might not be able to lose the weight or find themselves eating things that they know aren't, um, they, that they know aren't going to make them feel awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we have a lot more to do (laughs) than just thinking that you have 20 pounds to lose. So I'm like, you kind of have to like uproot your whole life in a sense. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like therapists. Like I, it's it's funny because I was talking with my friend who's um, like a spiritual life coach about this. And so for me, I meet people when they come into the physical energy part of things. And that's where they're willing to work first. You are like with the nutrition part. And that's where they're willing to work as well. And that's a lot of like the physical as well. She yeah. works with people from the spiritual end. But essentially, mm. we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to create this flow for people. But it's just where do you want to start? Right? Exactly. 
Yeah. And so. for a lot of people, I, I, love it. I love it. And I think for a lot of people, the physical is a good, like tangible thing um, mm-hmm. that people can go to. Uh, because for people who are maybe beginners that aren't into the spiritual world, if you tell them to just go there, they're like, what? <laughs> like, I can't right. even think about even going into the emotional stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that the physical can be such a beautiful vehicle, like you noted in a couple of minutes ago about like the woman who strength trained and ultimately left an abusive relationship. Um, yeah. It can be just something really tangible that you can feel in your body that can then translate into all these different things which is incredible yeah and uh and that's you know that's that's why I start I I switched into online business very clear about how I wanted to make a difference um Mm -hmm. in this world because at like I told you I burned out at 25 and during that time of kind of just trying to survive again trying to float above the water again um I took a lot of time to clarify, like, what is happening? What's going on? What am I missing? Um, And a lot of educating myself. uh, And then what I saw, so I'm I'm from Singapore, right? It's, it's a very, it's very fast paced city life. Like people, women especially are like career women, but also still very traditional in the household to where they're raising the children and taking care of a lot of household things. And so our women are just like stressed, like through the roof. Okay. And, and they are coming into the gyms and being like worked out like crazy a few hours a week. And then they're wondering why they can never stick to a routine why they can't ever like stop their cravings and control their hunger. And it's like, cause we're doing it all wrong for them. Yes. You know, like that is the last thing they need. And like, really those women, those are the type of women I work with. Like they don't, we don't need me and you know, we don't need a fancy workout. Like the foundational stuff is really all you need. Um, and you can get stronger with that stuff. Like, especially gym training, like you can get stronger and like, you know, move with your body, like grow with your body, but it doesn't ever have to get too fancy. It doesn't have to be like a killer workout every time. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart to see these women, like always coming in a, a few months later, like my body weight hasn't budged or I actually gained weight. And like, move in the opposite direction and they blame themselves for being lazy and something's mm. wrong with them. And it's like, nothing is wrong with you. It's this whole approach that is wrong yes. in the first place, you know? And it's the focus did not need to start at the gym per se. Like a lot of stuff can be done in workouts, but everything else in their life needed to be looked at as well. What's going on with their sleep? Like, how are yes. they eating? Like what's on their plate? Because on their plate as in like energetically like how much are they doing every day because we can't keep adding on to this plate like you said there's only a hundred dollars of energy to spend every day yep and they're spending like 150 every day and no wonder why they are in so much energetic debt yes oh (laughs) my god such a good word such a good term (laughs) yeah so we need to start you know, glorifying rest and relaxation, not just the the workouts, the crazy workouts, the strict diets. Like that's what we constantly glorify. Nobody's talking about, oh my God, I slept for 12 hours and I feel so great. Like nobody's really doing that. When no. That's what a lot of our ladies need right now. <laughs> I know. It's like there's so many other factors that aren't being talked about, but are so foundational to, you know, overall health, because that's really what it's about. It's like, not to, I feel like if you focus on becoming healthy, like people want the body as the end goal, you know, and right. they're like, let me just get the body. I don't care what I have to do. Let me just like <laughs> get the body. 
And then like in your case and in my case too, because I have kind of a similar story where I pushed myself too much. We Mm -hmm. totally burned ourselves out, adrenally fatigued ourselves, like messed up our hormones. Um, But if we focus on being healthy, sorting out our, you know, spiritual connection to whatever it is, um, Mm -hmm. our past stuff, our issues, um, and focus on eating well and feeling good, then the body, you know, and with some strategic workouts, you know, the body comes kind of like by default and like kind of in a fun way. Oh, yeah. I I always like, I always prime any new clients I get like, look, this is not an extreme thing. Like you're not going to lose a whole bunch of weight in your first month. Like if you lose some, great. And they usually do. Um, But like focus on the other things. Focus on how's your energy throughout the day now? Is it more stable? Like, do you not feel like you need a nap at 1, 2 p.m. every day? Mm -hmm. Um, How are you waking up out of bed? Like, how are you falling asleep? So, and then, or how are your hunger and your cravings? Like, are your mood swings a little better? You know, like all these little things um, make such a huge difference. And if you focus on those and those are going on the right track, then your body will come along. It just will. And I have this whole thing about building trust, like with your body again, that was what, what it was for me was like, Mm. my body didn't trust me anymore. I had messed it up so much that it's like, you obviously don't know what you're doing with me. Like I'm taking over, (laughs) you know? And so people, a lot of women are in that state where their body no longer trusts them because of the dieting, because of the, the overtraining, the crazy workouts, all these extreme approaches. And it's just like, you need to take some time to rebuild that trust. And that means you're not going to see the physical results right away because the body doesn't want to let go of, let's say it's fat loss. The body doesn't want to let go of that fat because it doesn't trust you yet. Yeah. But keep providing it with what it needs to thrive and it'll start trusting you again. And when it does, it's got to let go of a lot of things. Yes. Um, so what are some of those things um, that people can do that where they can begin to trust their body again? Maybe you know, going into nutrition, um, and you know, the movement aspect as well. Yeah. So it's really quite simple. It's, um, we can talk about nutrition first, like learning what works for your body. So, um, I like to break this into two parts. Like, first of all, there's, well, there is body type. So there's, you got to eat for your body type, but it also really depends on where your body is. So there's a, I like to use like the water as my (laughs) example, because that's what I grew up doing when I was in the water a lot. But like, if you're drowning in your situation right now, like your body cannot survive because it is drowning, you need to focus on getting it from drowning to floating, right? Mm -hmm. And that process looks so different from floating to swimming. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Yeah. Such a good analogy. Yeah. So like how, like, so how you eat. So for, for me, for example, When I was going from drowning to floating, I had a lot more carbs. I was sleeping so much, like as much as possible. I was sleeping like 10 hours at least a night plus naps. Um, And I was not training. All I did ever was leisure walk or like leisure yoga, like stretching, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I did a lot of meditating as well. 
of course with Reiki, like learning Reiki, there was a lot of like healing practice involved. So there, there was that. And my healing also took like chiropractic work and, and a little bit of rehab work as well. But that was my process from drowning to floating. And then once I started floating quite easily, um, I started working on swimming, which for me meant like, okay, now I can kind of dial in my nutrition a bit to where my body works a bit more efficiently. It doesn't have to store so much. Like I've come to a place of trust with my body where I think I can start, you know, leaning out a little bit where to where I know it's healthy for me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I can start working on that a little bit and I can start with going into the gym a little bit more. Um, and so I started with like four days a week in the gym for 30 minutes and then some leisure walking. I would walk to the gym and back or walk to the store. And that's what I started with. And um, I still had carbs. I went from like a bodybuilder type diet into um, a diet that really worked more for me, which was like a total flip. So if you know like mm. bodybuilder diets, it's like carbs in the morning, no carbs at night, six meals a day, right? I did the total opposite. Like I did uh, no carbs in the morning and then heavy carbs before bed. Mm. Hormonally, that's good. Oh, yeah. It it was amazing because I slept like a baby. And when my sleep is great, everything else was just so great. Um, So basically what I'm saying is like the processes are super different. Um, But sorry, I totally went off on a tangent. No, no worries. (laughs) All you need to do is make sure you're getting good enough rest. You need to. So that's your sleep. Like, are you having good quality sleep and enough of it? Are you eating for your body um, and what it needs at that state in your current state? Um, and and if you're not like uh, if you haven't studied any nutrition, this is where a coach is super important, or like a naturopath or a nutritional therapist, like like you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then workouts that also fit your current state, you know. So like I showed you the difference in my workouts. With I went from like walking and stretching to a little bit of the gym and walking and honestly now I train maybe four hours a week in the gym and then Mm -hmm. I walk yeah and that's all I do I just match my nutrition to what I'm doing and I'll tell you sometimes I train less than that yeah and it's it works for me yeah and and you like meeting you and being around you you're just like so calm and sweet and like (laughs) you can tell you like have you know you're rested and like you take care of yourself um (laughs) and it's just so I love hearing this and I love when people talk about this. And obviously this is my message too, that like <laughs> you don't have to do, you don't have to kill yourself so much. You really don't. You and really don't. It's so much simpler than people are making it out to be. Yeah. Really is. And I do suggest working with like a trainer and a nutritionist, somebody that can kind of help you, um, mm-hmm. guide you along your way. But I think the goal for both of us is when we work with people to not have them work with us forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a crutch. I want to teach you what happens with your body, why it's happening. I want you to understand and recognize those signs and know what to do when those things come up, you know? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And that's why, that's why diet plans don't really work. Exactly. When you give macro numbers to someone like this stuff doesn't happen. It's all discipline based. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. About about like just like I mean I say that too the fact that like diet plans and prescriptions don't necessarily work for people. 
Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I used to do diet plans when I first started being a personal trainer, like I was very by the book. And what happens every time, you know, life gets stressful and life throws you a curveball because life is never static. So like we can always expect changes to happen. Uh, but the diet plan is always the first thing to go. Diet plan is always the first thing to go. And then when time gets too busy, the workouts are the next thing to go. And like, there's no adaptability when it's like, when there's just a diet plan and these are the foods you have to eat. It's boring most of the time. Most people don't need that kind of rigid structure. I think the only people who really need them are uh, physique competitors. Yeah. That's the only time I really think that, okay, that, that has a place in someone's life. Um, and that's not a big part of the population. It's you know? not. It's really not. And for I, I get... Um, I get really like upset when a lot of fitness uh, trainers uh, want to push that lifestyle onto people who are not trying to be a fitness model or a fitness competitor. You know, they're just trying to live life. They're trying to have energy to play with their kids after work. Like they just want to thrive. They want to be happy. They want to have energy and they want to, you know, feel and look good about themselves. And that doesn't, I, the diet plan does not help you do that no. at all. I think it makes people feel worse more times than better. <laughs> yeah. And it really, like, I do believe in sometimes like um, maybe a dedicated period at the beginning where sure. you, like, I don't think intuitive eating as a practice really works for people who are just starting mm -hmm. because then it's mm -hmm. like, well, my body's telling me to eat all these things that it doesn't actually want, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and that's why I think like three months um, would be a bare minimum, I would say to have kind of like a consistent amount of time to try and learn these things. There's such a learning curve as well in your body. You need to figure out where your body is too. a lot of people come to me, their body's in chaos, like yes. any signs that they're being given by their body. They don't really make sense as like a normal person's body would, you know, exactly. So exactly. you need clarifying, you need time to clear that and, and make things consistent. Absolutely. And recalibrate your tastes mm -hmm. and your cravings oh, yeah. because like, let's say somebody's coming from like a processed food, heavy, sugar, heavy diet, yeah. they're going to think that they're going to want to eat like bread all day. Yeah. Not to say that yeah. that's like a bad food or whatever, but just like, it's not um, the best for somebody maybe trying to recover oh, uh, yeah. from all these things. So you know, I just really think that like a dedicated period to have somebody help you three months minimum, I think, you know, to have yeah. of you maybe having dedicated foods that you eat like whole natural unprocessed foods so that right. then you can maybe become an intuitive eater and kind of figure out in your body what works for you. Because like I probably eat sugar a couple times a week. Um mm -hmm. You know, I know you love your M&Ms too, you know, <laughs> but like it's part of a yeah. healthy relationship with food. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, you probably prevent your own overeating by adding those things in. Yeah. And and where I am today, like I I earned that. I put in yes. work to get to where I'm at, you know, Preach. like yep. no client of mine who's just starting out is going to be doing the things that I'm doing right away. Yes. There's, they have to earn that. Like you have to, you have to sometimes hit one extreme and another to find your middle, you know? It, exactly. But so, it takes years of practice. It and, really does. And work and everybody's relationship with food is so personal. Um, yeah. But I do really believe in like, 
you know, dedicated period and then just kind of like staying in your lane and figuring shit out for yourself. Because that's the only thing that's going to be sustainable um, in the long run for you where like ultimately you are the dictator and, you know, mm-hmm. the decider of what you eat and how you eat and how many like fat grams and protein <laughs> and whatever you're going to have per day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you have, so let's say you have that committed time of like a minimum of three months, enough time after that, you, you have to have enough time after that for things in life to happen to you. You have to have like stressful periods to know how your body reacts. Yes. And then you need practice stressful periods to learn how to like handle that properly with nutrition. You need like periods where you're like fully chilled out and like see how your body responds and what you can actually do with your body to get ahead with your goals. I'm in that period. Um, and it takes practice. Like you need experiences to learn, um, how to be, how to have that, that relationship with your body nutritionally. Exactly. So good. And I wish more people talked about this stuff because I feel like (laughs) more, I feel like a lot of people are being duped in a sense Mm. because, um, and then they're feeling bad about themselves for not Mm -hmm. being able to follow something. So I just am so passionate and I know you are too about like bringing these in this information to people and realizing that everybody's body is different. Um, and we have different nutritional needs, different movement needs. So I love all of that. Um, I would love to go back to the energy stuff a little bit. Um, you talked a little bit about, um, a couple of things like the fact that you need to find out your own, um, rhythm. Oh yeah. I really loved that because I feel like people (laughs) compare themselves to other people and like look at somebody's you know, morning routine and then think I have to do it. So maybe talk about why it's important for people to figure out how they work and then honor that in their life. Yeah. I mean, our lives are seriously so unique, right? Like, let's just say um, a mom with kids in school, like you're, you should probably be honoring their school schedule rhythm. And when they have off, you should, if it's within your control, but plan, plan to have that time off too. You know what I mean? Like, like we're entrepreneurs. So like, if you're a mom that's a business owner, why would you plan the busiest time of your year when your kids are trying to spend time with you, when you have a chance to spend time with them and go on trips? Uh, but just like simple things like that, you know, um, doing your sales launch before their finals so that, you know, there's not too much tension in the house, for example. So that's like one rhythm that's huge um, with some of the ladies I work with because they're moms. So just planning the busy times when it should be busy and then planning the off times to be off and not be like a foot in each. You know what I mean? So a lot of times I keep seeing moms like they're trying to have a vacation, but they're trying to get work done and they do this the whole year. And it's like frustrating and it just takes off energy because there's never time spent on energy renewal. Yes. So, yeah. And so rhythm is really about, um, when are you spending energy and when are you renewing energy and defining those times good enough so that, you know, they're ba- you can balance them out mm-hmm. and they're not balanced out through quantity. It's not like minute per minute. It's balanced out through quality. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say I'm doing an hour of work for me. It's an hour. Some people can do like 90 minutes of work before they need a break. Um, I know people who are, they're like, all I can do is 25 and that's cool too. Like as long that's as you me. know what, that's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 20, a Pomodoro, 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and that's great that you know that, like a lot of people don't know it and they try to push themselves and, and 
they waste so much time and energy um, just trying to force a rhythm that isn't theirs, you know? So like for me, I work 60 minutes. I know I need about a 15 minute break. During those 15 minutes, trust and believe I'm not thinking about work because what is the point of taking a break when I'm thinking about work? You know what I mean? Mm, There's no mm -hmm. disconnect. There's no renewal in that. So I'm laughing at like animal memes on on like Instagram. Like I love animals. Mm -hmm. And um, or I'm like going down outside for a walk. I'm going to walk to the store and grab uh, food for tonight or something. But I am totally disconnecting. I'm turning on music, dancing around, uh, going to talk to my roommate, seeing what's up, you know. And then when I get back to work, I'm ready to focus on work again because I am rejuvenated from that break. So it's just really finding those types of rhythms and you can break them down by the year. So like I was saying, like school seasons, like what months do you want to hustle and what months do you want to chill within a month? So for women, the month one is huge. And this is uh, something I, you know, it changed my life when I started implementing this, but working around my cycle. Oh my Um, God. Yes. We could do a whole other podcast about that. I'm like deep into that stuff right now. Yeah. So like my month, I break down into a a monthly rhythm of like four weeks. And I know some months have five, but basically it's around my cycle to where like I plan one week and then I execute the next week. Then I kind of just flow and observe some things um, the third week. And then I rest the fourth fourth week and kind of do things that don't take too much mental or emotional energy from me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So you can break out break down your rhythm that way. And then within a week as well. So a lot of times people's weeks are like, I work Monday to Friday and I have weekends off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then during your day, like when is the best time for your creativity? When's the best time for you to work out? When do you need to stop all work and like disconnect and focus just on renewal? Uh, So these are a lot of things you need to start thinking about. Uh, And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'll, I'm going to put that in that course uh, that I'm going to hand out to you. Yes. Uh, I'll give a link to you. It's going to be like a little intro to energy management. And we'll talk a little bit about this stuff. And I'll put in a worksheet for you guys. But it's once you start breaking that stuff down and and you don't have to do it perfectly at first. Uh, you can try. It's, it's a lot of trial stuff because you got to see what works for you and what doesn't. If it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, dump it. Try something else, you know. Mm-hmm. But once you start honoring these rhythms, like – life becomes so much more balanced and so much easier, (laughs) like easier. It's crazy because I feel like for most of my life, I was always kind of like in the middle, you know, Mm -hmm. like multitasking and, you know, maybe working a little bit and then going to do something else and then just like doing something else and just like being all Mm -hmm. over the place and then feeling busy, you know, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, but then really actually not getting that much stuff done. Yeah, Uh, which is crazy. I'm like, I've just worked for nine hours straight, like, quote, unquote, nine hours. um, And nothing I got nothing done, literally. And I've all and I've also been like running around the whole day, too. So um, Mm -hmm. I think what you said is so true. The fact that like, you know, you have like really focused periods where like, you're only focusing on your work. And Mm -hmm. then you completely shut that off to do some relaxing time. Um, that has nothing to do with that. And that's not something that I probably didn't start implementing until, um, probably just maybe a year ago. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so easy for entrepreneurs to like be busy, right? We have so many things we can always be doing. So we always fall into that trap of like staying busy, but, um, I know you're really good at this and, and I know I've come a long way with my own progress in this as well. And it's made a huge difference. Um, one rhythm 
that I know we both love to talk about is like my, well, for me, it's like being an ambivert. So like I have like extroverted days and introverted days Mm -hmm. and honoring those has made like the hugest difference for me, um, especially with all these events that we do now. Yes. (laughs) Periods of being on. Yes. So like connecting, I call them like my connect and reflect days. Like I usually do like three days of connecting with people and giving a lot of myself. And I love that. I love doing that. Don't get me wrong. I love doing that. But then after about three days, I need like three days to where I'm by myself and I'm not giving, but instead I'm focused on taking back, you know, and just honoring that that battery. Exactly. Exactly. You know, in and out, which is, um, yeah. And I don't think, I feel like there's a lot of guilt involved for people with all of this. Um, you know, like, oh no, I can't, you know, I have to take time for myself or, oh God, like I could be working instead of going on a leisure walk. Um, what would you suggest to those people that maybe feel guilty uh, or quote unquote unproductive, um, if they do those things? So, um, like we were talking about energetic flow earlier, if the spiritual part of, uh, your, you know, if you're spiritual, if you're stronger in your spiritual energy, sorry, I can't talk. Um, and your purpose is very clear, then you'll understand how important it is to have that physical foundation. Usually it's like self-care stuff that we're pretty like guilty with, right? Like spending time on ourselves, caring for ourselves. That's what we usually have a lot of guilt with. But if you're so clear in your mission, like I know I need to help these women get their life back, get their energy back. Um, and if I don't have my energy, I can't do that for them. There's no way I've tried it. I've burned out before yeah. I've learned the hard way. I don't want to do that again. I'm in this for the long game because I want to make the, the biggest impact I can. And I can't do that if I don't take care of myself first, because this body is what is helping me do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for it, you know, and I respect it so much that it allows me to do this thing on this, on this earth that I'm here to do. And so if, if you if you're having like guilt with that, it takes practice to get out of that guilt. It does. Yes. It takes time. Um, but if you have a meaning that is so much larger than you, taking care of you is a necessary thing. Like it's it's not a negotiable thing anymore. Exactly. And I feel like you need to just like with anything that you're building confidence in, you just have to try it and do it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like reminds me of di- dieting a little bit. Um, you know, like dieting is the conventional, you know, sexy route, like, oh, just diet and whatever. And people are so scared to trust their Mm -hmm. bodies. Um, just like they're also scared to maybe like be unproductive for a day and just kind of take a break. You Mm -hmm. know, dieting will always be there for you. (laughs) Like you can go back at any moment, just like you can go back to being like 24 seven hustle. Um, but ultimately, you know, we'll learn that they don't work, but like, it's reassuring to tell people like, they'll always be there for you. You can always go back to them, but like, trust yourself enough and feel that discomfort to go back to try this new thing that, um, will be sustainable for you for the long haul. Yeah. And I think the word lazy, that comes up so much and, and I just like, it makes me cringe sometimes because like, it's always like, oh, if I'm not doing something, then I'm lazy. Yes. If I fail at something, it's because I'm lazy. If I'm never motivated, it's because I'm lazy. And it's like, guys, it's not that you're lazy. You're, you just have an energy management issue when yes. it comes down to it. Like we can talk about priority management, time management, but it's really just energy management. 
you aren't taking back enough energy so that you can focus on the work you need to do so that you can do the things that you have to continue doing. And that's all it is at the end of the day. Yes, totally. And especially for those, you know, most of us that listen to this show definitely have at least a curiosity when it comes to that. Um, So I know they'll be able to understand and really see uh, how all of those really flow um, together. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I that little course I'm going to send your way is it's going to have worksheets for you to really outline everything. I'm going to talk you through it. Um, It won't take that much time. It's really simple stuff. And honestly, like a lot of us know where we need to be focusing our energy already. Yes. You know, I think a lot of us know like, okay, and and we could use a little ideas from people and stuff like that. But to really get started on changing some things, um, it just takes a little bit of like, change of perspective and a little organizing so that you can start making clear boundaries and lines with uh, people and, and what you put your energy into as well. Yes. So Carrie Wool is nice enough. Um, She's giving away a free download for us um, where we can kind of have something tangible that we can, um, you know, go back to and kind of make it customizable for ourselves um, Mm -hmm. with everything that she's talking about, which is amazing. Um, Something else that I love that you talked about as well was the fact that energetically, sometimes you need to let things go in order Mm -hmm. to make space for the new thing. Oh, yeah. And that's the I think that is one of the biggest uh, things, especially for women. Like we always want to care for everybody and everything. And like sometimes that means that we can't care anymore. Like when I'm burned out, there was no one I could be there for. Like it was I had to let down everybody. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I, I couldn't be a coach. I couldn't be the coach I wanted to be. I couldn't be the friend I wanted to be. I couldn't be like the daughter, the niece that I wanted to be, you know, so um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, so letting go of things is so hard for women, especially, but it's so necessary. And like, you need to look at like where you're spending all your energy. And like, even if it's something, it, this is so funny. A lot of moms are like still doing so much housework for their teenagers. Yes. You're not helping your, I'm not a mom, I'm sorry, but you're not helping your kid and you're not helping yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's good when, when, when kids do learn to do things for themselves and then you need that time for you. Like you spent a lot of time raising them to be a teenager and, and slowly you get to start taking some of that energy back every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And just so doing little things like delegating or, or some things just need to be removed. Like, is there a friend that you're meeting for coffee every week that is just draining the crap out of you and you oh, guys God. sit there and you talk to her for five hours about her problems? You know, like I'm not saying cut them all the way out of your life, but maybe meet her once every other week or once a month for an hour and tell her that's all you have. You and know, protect so that, yourself. Exactly. <laughs> protect the bubble. Protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. Bring that bubble in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bubble is so important. <laughs> yes. And look at the cords too. Cut them. Oh my gosh. Cut the cords. Go wash your hands. After, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shake it off. Like. Yes. <laughs> so it just just letting go of those things um, can do a great deal. Yeah. And, totally. Yeah. And I think that like even um, I think in relationships too, like even friendships. Um, you know, I've had maybe some friendships in the past few years that like, I just knew were not serving me, uh, mm-hmm. as much anymore. Just, you know, difference of priorities, mm-hmm. uh, changing in life. It's okay. 
Um, but I knew that by holding on to that and like kind of forcing it because it's always been that way or whatever, it was actually blocking me from making new friends who can meet me where I am right now. Exactly. And even for people who in a romantic relationship that, um, maybe they're in a toxic relationship, um, and, or let's say they're like still seeing their ex all the time or something, right? you know, then you do, and that might feel good in the moment. It's like instant gratification, but you're, yeah. you actually do not have the space energetically to let somebody in because you're still holding that space. And then even with clients, so exactly. it's like with everything, everything, I know like a, a popular phrase in uh, the fitness industry is take up space. Yes. I'm always like, make some space, make some space yeah. for yourself. It's true. You That's true. No space left. Yes. Um, and it's so true though. Like we, I, I just, ladies, like if you're listening, you don't need to do everything. Like yeah. you can actually let other people help you and you can actually not do some things. Like you don't have to do it all. And you can actually take some of that time and spend it on yourself. It's There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, if you have kids, they're not going to hate you for it. They're going to watch you and respect you for it. Like um, our coach always says, like people respect people with boundaries, right? Yes. And it's so true. Like, same with, like, kids and moms. I say moms a lot because I work with so many moms. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm a mom, but, yes. but it's so true. Like, boundaries are so necessary. And sometimes that means cutting cords, letting people go. Absolutely. And just space. Yes. And it's hard to do. Just like right now, I told you that I just had somebody come and clean my house. Because um, <laughs> I'm so bad at cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just hate doing it. Um, and it took me a while to be like, well, I'm going to pay somebody, you know, a hundred dollars to come clean, clean my house, uh, twice a month. Yeah. But it's actually really changed my life. Like, right. I'm never going to clean my house again. And it's like, I don't even feel snobby about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, those are the best $200 that I've ever spent because now my house is like spotless and I didn't have to do any of it. But before you might think like, oh no, like if I am want to be deemed like a wonder woman or a super woman, I would just do everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, and that's something that our coach talks about too, like just do what you're good at and delegate the rest if you can, yeah. you know, to the best exactly. of your ability, to the best that like your situation will allow. Oh my gosh. It's so much ego that we have to work through when it comes to letting things go. It's like, why do I have to let this go? Why do I have to be seen as the person that is doing this? And, and you know what I mean? Like, why do I have to have this role? And a lot of times it's just pride and ego. It's just like, oh, you just, that's how it, you want to be seen. And it's not really necessary. And it's not really serving your purpose. Like, when you start really taking everything you put your energy into and just asking the question, does this serve my purpose? Does this help me get to, like, my mission, complete my mission? And if it doesn't, okay, it doesn't really have a place for me here. Um but if it does, then you can fully focus on it. And I'm sure you'll have a little bit of space to do some extra stuff that you want to do. So like getting someone to clean your house is one of those huge things. Cause like it goes so far. First of all, like you said, you're spending $200, right? Mm -hmm. But you're saving the time on cleaning the house and the energy. And that time can be used probably to make more money or to spend time with your loved ones. Right. Mm -hmm. Or to podcast, you know, or to podcast. Yes. And then also 
the stress of not having to worry about oh my that God, yes. every day. It's worth a thousand dollars. Exactly. Like that's so much energy being yes. saved right there. Yeah. Totally. Um <laughs> I love all of those points. Um and Wow, we've been almost talking for an hour, uh, which I I can't believe it. It's gone by um, so fast. I could talk to you for, you know, another like six hours. I know we could just never stop. (laughs) Um, But I want to move into a little bit of the um, quick fire questions that I do at the end. Um, Just some really quick questions that I want to wrap up with. Um, So here on the show, everybody knows that I'm a huge reader Um, I love reading books and it's just one of my obsessions. It's like one of the most, it's definitely an energy renewal thing for me to do, to just like sit on the couch and read. It's so delicious to me to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you have any books that you're reading right now, or maybe some other books that like have made a big impact on you in your life. Um, okay. So I'm like one of those people that reads a few books at a time because (laughs) it depends on my mood. Same. (laughs) So right now I'm working through the, well, the four are the power of movement, uh, moments, sorry, not movements, the power of moments by Chip and Dan Heath, um, coming alive. And I'm working on a tribe called bliss by Lori Harder. Yep. Um, and then my leisure book right now is is the Zahir, I think that's how you pronounce it, by Paolo Coelho, and he's, like, one of my favorites. Um, and and his book, the um, – oh, of course the name slips me right now. What, the, the Alchemist. Yep. Yeah, The Alchemist. Like, that was really the book that kind of switched everything for me. And it, it's the book that really brought me out of depression. So it's, mm. it's huge in my life. Um, and just because, like – I, my, my parents raised me like traveling and, and just like exploring in the world and just like adventures all the time type of thing. So like that book really, I just resonated with that type of life and being able to, that's why like my autonomy is so important to me, like being able to design the type of life I need to have my energy, um, set, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. So that book is, was what was super impactful for the start of like this whole journey for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, I and I love hearing about like because I have had my own mental health struggles, um, stuff that I still go through, and it isn't like definitely the ideas in that book and the alchemist um, are things that I go back to daily that give mm-hmm. me sort of like that sense of like relief and that sense of grounding. Yeah, um, I'm curious. We've talked a lot about like you know spirituality and what we believe in. Um, I'm curious about what like your uh, thoughts are about it um, and kind of what you believe in when it comes to when it comes to that. Um, like just spirituality in general? Yeah, like spirituality okay. and what like kind of what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. in life and in the in world life? and okay. then, like the bigger the bigger um, picture. Yeah. So I was raised in church, uh, specifically the Salvation Army, which I loved because we got to do a lot of charity work. But um so I was raised um, with like praying to Jesus and, and talking to Jesus a lot. So um, that's a lot of like the religion, I, the religious aspect that I turn to, like, you know, in times of trouble and stuff, I still pray and everything. Um, I still go to church sometimes. But to me, I find 
religion limiting for me. I find it very constrictive for me. And I, I'm trying to say this as like respectfully as possible, of course. Yes. This is just just my own um, uh, views, of course. Uh, but it's it's really just a balance of the universe. Like there's so much there's I, I do believe in like the Mother Earth. Like I believe in the spiritual realms. I believe in like um, higher beings like angels and 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 I really think that like God and alien, like I think it's the same thing in a way yes. <laughs> and, like, and we could get into like all that weird stuff. But um, I think the world, and I don't know if this answers your question, but like I think in a time where the media shows that the world is going crazy, where like everything is just getting worse. I think the world has always had its balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we let a lot of the media and a lot of influencers portray that the world is getting worse for us when really it's always just been the same. Of course, I don't know this and I've not researched this, but like, I think our, our world has always been really good at balancing. And so, you know, there's good people, there's bad people, there's war and there's love. Mm. Um, it's just that nowadays, you know, hate and, and, and violence gets, uh, pushed out to us so much more like it it gets highlighted so much more and I think that puts a lot of people in a state of uh depression and just like hope hopelessness and I don't think it's true at all I think there's so much good going around here and so my spirituality lies in always believing that there is so much good still that there has never been less good in the world Mm. I don't know if that makes sense what a beautiful it totally does It's I've such never a, really put into words. So. But that's such a beautiful answer. Um, and something I'm always curious about with people, and I can kind of tell when people, you know, when there's somebody who maybe believes in something greater than than is just like what is visible to the eye. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's like what put me in my depression at the beginning. I'm like, if it's just this, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's not enough for me. Um, I need something a little bit deeper. I need to believe in things that I can't see um, Mm -hmm. and believe that there's like just a greater meaning to it all. And to me, and it sounds like it's the same thing as you, maybe worded differently, but it's just like a sense of optimism. Yeah. You know, it's like I suffer if I don't believe in it. Yeah. You know, so why not just believe that there's something greater? Oh, my Um, gosh. It's you know? a magical world we live in. Like, it is. It if you do it that way, you know, oh it's all about gosh. perspective too. It really is. And we just have to slow down enough to, you know, we talk about not being like energy management, having hustle times and chill times. Like we're always in hustle mode. Like, but if you actually slow down and take the time to chill out and like really watch little things, like especially in nature, there's yes. so much magic that happens. Every day, I'm like, look at this flower. I've never, right? <laughs> I've never seen. It. Yeah, that's me every day on my walk. I'm like a three year old, like marveling mm-hmm. at the world. Um, but I love mm-hmm. it. And now I feel like this next question <laughs> is not, you know, as like deep as this, uh, this like beautiful conversation okay. we just had. But um, I always ask people uh, if they were on death row, what their last meal would be. Ooh. I'm still waiting for this steak that Ashley says to cook me. I know. <laughs> I know. You got to come visit me. Steak and salmon, please. Uh, yes, salmon. And some of your roasted veggies. Like, yes. I'm, I'm pretty easy to please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds incredible. 
that's yes. a, that's what I would have too. And Kim said said the same thing too. She was like <laughs> salmon and vegetables. <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah, so we all much, love the same much thing. appreciation for someone who can make a good steak or good salmon. I know. I know the I, simplest I, things are hard sometimes. It is. You know? It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing I ask is, what is the greatest piece of advice that you've been given or the greatest piece of advice that's had like the biggest impact on your life overall? And it doesn't have to be anything fancy or big, just something that means a lot to you. Um. Two things that I guess are coming to mind is uh, be adaptable, which is like the more deeper, serious one. Um, And the other one is like keep laughing. And I feel like if I learn how to be adaptable enough, laughing is always pretty easy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Those are so good because we can get so, and it goes along with the conversation that we just had because we can get so stringent and strict with ourselves and pissed off and stuff. Um, And that's not a good mood to be in. Yeah. Um, So keeping positive, keeping laughing, keeping yourself light and adaptable. I think that's amazing. Um, Well, I can't believe our conversation's over. I'm like sad now. (laughs) No, I'm just going to fly out to Miami. I know. You have to come. You have to come. Um, You're welcome anytime. Thank you. And um, let people know where they can find you online. And you guys keep in mind that we'll also be posting Carrie's um, guide in the show notes for you guys to download. Yeah. So um, on Instagram is where I hang out a lot. And you can find me at Carrie underscore Lee. It's spelled a little different. So it's C-A-R-I underscore L-I. On Facebook, I am at Coach Carrie Lee. And but really, I spend a lot of time on Facebook in my booty brains and bliss group. So like, if any of you guys like booty workouts, like that's we didn't even talk about the booty. I know, <laughs> but we'll have to one day. We'll do yes. it one day. Um, we talk about food, booty, and and energy. That's what me and you talk about. I know, right? <laughs> it's like t- Carrie, tell me how to build my booty for my wedding. <laughs> right, we gotta do your plan. We I gotta know. do it. Okay, we'll get on it. Yeah, um, yeah that's where I'm at most of the time. So. Awesome. And we'll put um, everything in the show notes so you guys will be able to find it for this episode. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show and for being so honest and open and just, you know, bringing your positive energy to all of us. Thank you. You know, I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> it's always fun. I know. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.